You're listening to Season 5 of Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. Views from the Bridge is part of the Beautiful Game Network. For soccer writing, content, and other information, check out bgn.fm. Now let's get right to it. Do we want to be a good team, or do we want to be f***ing great? Hey everybody, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. Uh, mathematically proven most of the time, your host, that was jumbled. Uh, Evan Vall, I'm here, I promise. Uh, yeah, I'm just excited, guys. It's This is the last time we have to do this before the season starts, and there's stuff to talk about, so we should do it. Um, hey, he probably knows just as much about um, Holden Trent as I do. It's just the Ashcraft. I mean, if that is almost nothing, then absolutely. He was drafted well, by the yeah. Union. Yeah. I think I know yeah. that much. It almost comes down to, like, if you know more than basically nothing about High Point University. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yep, that's very true. Good. Good. Um He's officially sold out, I think, now. It's Chuck Booth. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't can't really Sorry, man. dispute that wearing a season <laughs> pass hoodie for getting your uh, visual reference. Visual for your audio, way, um, for your visual this the, weekend? Is that within the first for? minute. Yeah. I mean, I have it. We so don't want to waste any time, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We say that before we uh, reel off an hour of nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can't waste. The, we got to be efficient with our time talking about. Yeah. Um. I I think we should get this out of the way because we're gonna have the least to talk about here, and that feels bad. And I apologize to Holden Trent, who is now the third goalkeeper for the Philadelphia Union. But hey, Holden Trent okay. is now the third goalkeeper for the Philadelphia okay. Union. Well, mm. Joe, Joe Bendick, Bendick is listed is as the not, backup. <laughs> Joe Bendick is not the backup. He only plays games for the union to lose them and pretend that they're actually competing in. Oh, so he man. will only feature in Open Cup. Will he? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, no, uh, Holden Trent, he's 23, which apparently means now you're born in 1999, which someone helped me. Um, it's happening. Um, 62165, he's from North Carolina. Um, yeah, that Greensboro. Uh, and he has a really bad player for now? Is what it is, I man. I haven't seen the website recently. It looks, it looks very moody. I'm gonna link it in chat here, and then you guys can, can... Peruse. It's it's very boy band. I didn't realize he had a whole sleeve for a tattoo. It's fun. He has a sleeve. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that is according to Chuck, our backup goalkeeper. Well, it's weird. On the actual team website, he doesn't have um, a photo. You should all. keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> they should do those again. They're not very flattering. 
I don't even think he's that bad looking as a person. I just, I just, it's not. Those photos ain't it, fam. I mean, give the kid a break. He just graduated college like not that long ago. So yeah, well, let's let him. Let's let oh, him go. Yeah, no, I, I, I see what you mean about the boy band vibes. Yeah, it's a little, you know, sad boy. It's fine. He's the Phoebe Bridgers of of the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. Excellent. Let's dust that off. Holden Trent, call it a day. Phoebe Bridgers, thank you for coming. All right, the season's starting this week, so see you guys. Have a good week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we'll, talk, uh, to hey, you. we'll some, talk to you next time. Yeah, yeah. Someone that we know more about, Nelson Pierre, is now um, a first-team player. 20th homegrown signing for the club, which I think is more than FC Cincinnati will ever have uh, at the rate their academy's going. Um, yeah, they've been excited about Nelson Pierre for a minute. Um, so this will be fun because he's going to get minutes. This team's going to play 800 games this year. He's going to see the field. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Man. the like, yeah, the actual calculation is like at least 60 games that they're going to play. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, he's definitely um, going to see the field. It's nice. Gone are the days of the Zach Pfeffer, like, well, we think he's good, I guess, but no one's seen him play. And now it's like, nope, you gotta, gotta go out there. You're gonna play somebody. It might not be Atlanta United or, or Austin every week, but you're gonna at least get some minutes against, like, Alianza or maybe Tigres. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think the reality that that's the nice part of having MLS next pro too is like, he's going to be able to stay fresh for those games as well. Like, it's not like he's going to sit on a bench for uh, three quarters of the season and then play 10% of the games or something like that. You know, it's, he's going to play and he's going to be need to be ready to play uh, when he's called upon. Uh, Fortunately, we do have other options in the forward position on the field with adding Torres and, and having Quinn Sullivan and, Obviously, Karan's in Uray, but mm-hmm. Pierre's got to be ready to go. Yeah, if he can contribute more than um, Chris Donovan, then all yeah. is well. Maybe Chris Donovan's the breakout star player this year, Chuck. And that would be great. <laughs> but if Nelson Pierre <laughs> contributes more than Chris Donovan, then um, we're doing pretty well. Oh. Chuck apparently not high on Chris Donovan. It's not even that like I'm necessarily like low on him. Like if you if you took out the actual like goal scoring part of being a forward, he's great. Like what he does on the field is what a forward is supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Just doesn't but... end with the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> But that's a union throwback player, you know? Like, that's that's a guy I can get nostalgic for. I mean, oh, yeah. And <laughs> when you're only playing the last 10 minutes of the game, I'm not it's sure that true. matters. But it, I mean, because a lot of times it's like, hey, Chris, go out there and be annoying. And he <laughs> he does a good job about that. Definitely. And we are, and, and like, and realistically, like, we are at a point as a team where 
we can afford to carry i mean luxury players like that who mm -hmm. just go and be a pest and then go back to the bench um hey uh the season starts you, this weekend you okay over there yeah i'm good i just i just i've just read <laughs> something and now i'm i'm concerned for columbus um um about room not actually yeah being... <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> we'll backtrack philadelphia union on the 25th um play against the the columbus crew um at home the first look at uh the the new look Columbus crew, um, but no Eli room due to some fun um, immigration issues, but not like fun ones. And then some speed, there's there's a lot happening. Wait, what's the actual issue? Well, okay, so it was apparently it has nothing to do with any of that. That that's not the reason he's not playing. This is general goofiness. Uh, it's uh, missing training uh, the last week because yes, he was it sounds like he's missed training. Okay. Yes. He, he had to go that. to wherever he's from to get his green card. That's yes. the only thing. And so the team basically said, well, you didn't train this week, so you're not playing on Saturday. I mean, Which feels I like a weird that, thing to but, say but, to you that you're starting goalkeeper. Exactly. Like, yeah. No, With it's your like new coach. And... If Andre Blake had to be in Jamaica for a week, I would hope that the union would go, cool, you're back. Get your well, jersey on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, yeah, this this isn't like a Sergio Santos being stuck in South America and can't actually come yeah. to the game. I don't know, guys. I'm not like the biggest Columbus Crew fan, but there's definitely a step down here from, from Eloy Broom to Evan Bush. Especially considering the Eloy room that shows up when they play the Union. Yeah, he... Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that, that, that guy isn't going to be around because paperwork or whatever. Um, do we have, like, thoughts on this one? Other than I'm excited to actually see games because preseason doesn't exist anymore because no one streams them, so I have no idea what this team really looks like because the preseason doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Because it's in a bubble, um, and I'm just I'm ready to to like do all this again. Yeah, I think that's the main thing for me. Is like I want to see this team play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I understand. It's like it's it's Columbus. It's gonna it's it's not gonna be a pretty game. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're gonna have to um, shut down Zellerion. Um, it, it's I mean it, all of it's. Uh, playing Columbus hasn't changed. I'll, I'll say it that way. Playing Columbus mm -hmm. hasn't changed. It's going to be a game that's probably not going to be that fun to watch. But the difference in this one probably is that it's the first game of the season, and so that's okay. When we're playing those types of games against Columbus in July, uh, they're not that fun to watch. When they're the first game of the season, and it's a scrappy game that you're going to have to fight to win, uh, that's okay. And so I'm excited to see what our team brings to the table. The nice thing is the union have not had that much rotation. Like, yeah, it's even based team. on the uh, preseason starting lineups, it's not, you know, really the only, I think, question 
that I have right now of who's in the starting lineup is who's playing right back. But you've got two options and two decently good ones, and so I'm not I sure I care which one. I think we also know who's playing right back because it's the person who ended the season playing right back. Mm. It, I, sure. it will be interesting to see if um, Mbizo does that same thing to start the season again where yeah. he's just... Um, absolutely terrible loses his job for three months and then gains it back but um the good thing is if that the, happens there is depth the stage has been set for him to do that <laughs> um the cards have aligned yeah like this this new season is like <laughs> it's weird like because it lacks like i mean everything lacks the hype of a normal mls season like even from like coming from me just literally attending a preseason event in New York with the league yesterday, it does not feel like the season is starting on mm. Saturday. Um, and I'm hoping that it will start to feel like that when games are actually kicking off, yeah. but that's going to be one of the just major risks of everything with, the new TV deal is will hype for season and games exist. Um, will uh, Danny and a new partner actually be good? Because um, yeah, it's like Steve um, Kagas Kag eh, eh, that I I can't pronounce his last name properly but there's a new talent pairing with um no jp here mm. i mean one of the glad... lack of excitement is because the season got pushed up no no because <laughs> like there's not there's like while while like the premier league and stuff is going on it's like there's really nothing else going on because yeah. we're still at the part of the NBA season where people are like paying attention, but not really. I don't even know if the flyers are good or not. And I'm sure that most people still don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and football's still done. So people need to fill their weekends with something. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, part of the hype of the, season uh got killed with the playoff format <laughs> yeah the yeah fact that you can be in the body bottom of the league and still make the playoffs uh <laughs> makes it way less more like way less exciting uh i mean obviously you still want the union to finish top of the table and mm-hmm. get home field and all that blah, blah 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 but at the same time it's like okay cool but if we finish top of the table, we're going to be playing the what eighth or ninth place team based on the wild card game. Yep. Great. I do. I well, I will say, when the new playoff format, I hate it, but removing the buy for the top seed is good because, like. Yeah. Just the fact that every top seed that's been knocked out was just because they didn't have rhythm and, like, weren't able to just, like, 
do what they were already doing during the season to steamroll a team that they should steamroll. Um, so like removing that and also having that eighth or ninth seed play the top, like go on the road to play the top seed one short rest, like should keep the best teams in the playoffs for longer. Unless um, that, and this has been kind of just the big conspiracy theory around this that I personally am championing, cha- eh, cha- eh, championing, mm-hmm. um, and that's that. This is all for Messi. I hate that. But what happens when um, star players can join the league? The rules change. Yeah. But why? Never mind. Never mind. You know what? I don't care. I just would rather. I agree with you, Chuck. About like, I'm glad that the if the union finished at the top seed, they don't have to sit a week and hopefully come back with rhythm and all that kind of stuff. I'm 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 totally on board with that. I just wish we weren't playing the eighth or ninth seed in the playoffs in a what fourteen team table. You know, it's just to me that's just unnecessary that we're playing a, a team that finished in the bottom half of the league and well, yeah you could have like did the why? exact same thing without expanding the playoffs right yeah. yeah and like man if you're i like i guess it's like fun if you're the eighth or ninth seed and you beat the first seed but that doesn't tell me anything i mean it could tell you something about the first place team that they're not good under pressure or not good at i, I guess but whatever because you've got three you've got three games to beat them twice yeah you know what i mean like it's it's and that's the thing for me is like the union over the last couple of years they don't lose two games in a row mm-hmm. so like you're not gonna like it's gonna be hard for a team in a three-game series you know if the union finished top of the table which i hope is the case but if they do then it's gonna be hard for a team to come in and beat them twice with two of those games happening at subaru park right Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess that was a little bit of our thoughts in the playoff format. I think all of us probably think that it's unnecessary and dumb. Uh, except I mean, for the, reality... the buy. But... The reality is, going back to your original point, or your original question... <laughs> Before the playoff, I'm excited for the season. I mean, I'm I'm pumped that there's. Uh, I think like stuff my wife this and I were talking about it the other day, and it's like cool. All the European stuff is done at three o'clock in the afternoon. It will be nice when there's American <laughs> soccer on in the evenings. You know what I mean? And yes. so I think like we're we've been just talking about it, like it'll be exciting to yeah you know, we'll watch a game or two in the morning. And then be able to turn the TV off, and then be able to turn it back on later and later at night to watch the Union or the Riverhounds or whatever other whatever. game is on. Um, and because there's no blackouts, I can literally watch whatever other game is mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah. So that's nice. Uh, yeah, but it's just my... exciting that there's <laughs> games on, you know. Yeah, after my issues with ESPN Plus trying to watch the Union last season, um, yeah. I am definitely very happy about that. Um, and also it will be interesting if, as long as it's actually done properly, um, 
with there being an actual whip around show mm-hmm. because with adding more teams to the league it, it gets harder and harder by the day to keep up with them um yes. so that and also i do think that the consistent kickoff times are mm-hmm. good i haven't the other thing that i've been thinking about too is like they're not um you know there's your missing folks like jp in their announcing partnerships and all that kind of stuff for their or the announcers that they've been bringing in but for me like looking at the announcers that they brought in and they just announced what eight more yesterday mm-hmm. um like it's it's quality folks like this is not yeah. the this is not people they're like oh cool we're we're hiring this guy who's never really done top level soccer and he's been you know announcing it NCAA D- Division Two Coastal Carolina games, you know, like right. this is not like they're not <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel for these announcers. Um, so it will be interesting to see how the how they pair together. I think in a lot of ways, you know, and I, I, I think, um, but I think it it seems like they're going after quality announcing. You know, they're going after quality announcing. Um, and it's just a matter of those teams or those partnerships of announcers like gelling together to do games. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they're taking it seriously. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I haven't I haven't uh activated my MLS season pass yet. I will. I've activated it, but um I haven't clicked on anything. I but I'm pretty sure I around a little bit. I'm pretty sure I saw that the Union are a free game this weekend. So everything is free yeah, it's weekend. all free. Okay, yeah. So they are at least doing like uh, trying see to see what we have on the first weekend and yeah. hope you subscribe. Um, so I think it's not even the second game of the Union. The Union's second game is also free. It might be the free. That one might be the free game of the week or whatever. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I did watch the entirety of the 2005, 6 uh, MLS Cup. Thank you to Season Pass. That was fun. Nice. From like a remember some guy's name, like this sort of thing. <laughs> and it was... Uh, it was weird. It was the year that New England, no one's going to care. It's the year that New England and, and Houston like repeat as conference final winners. So it was like an absurd stat of like 18 out of the however many people that are starting this game started last year's MLS Cup. <laughs> like, okay, that's that'll never happen again. <laughs> well, Jeez, yeah, if, that uh, was a blast from the past. Yeah. Uh, if LAFC had actually kept a few players, uh, it could have happened again. Uh, Maybe. The Union did a pretty good job of keeping their roster together. but And they're also keeping their sporting director. Uh, Pablo Mora broke some news that I guess the U.S. Soccer Federation poked Ernst Tanner and see if he wanted the sporting director job, and he said, no, thank you. Oh, I didn't see that that was the... Um... Like your re- your uh, reasoning yeah, for no, like no, that was yeah, that. it was like a sneaky like three thirty four o'clock news dump. 
but that's apparently a thing that happened. I mean, good on them for asking. I like, guess. And good on him for saying no. <laughs> but, but I mean, but like also, um, I mean, this is where they got their sporting director the last time. And while, yeah, there were some issues under Ernie, like, you kind of have to say he left most of the Federation better than he found it. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. In, I mean, I would agree in some sense. The way I mean, that... no, I'm saying, I'm saying, even the clean out that he's leaving the Federation with is better than he found it. It's true. It's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Is there another Burhalter around that can take that job? They're not allowed. <laughs> can he change his name real quick, or like what? <laughs> Why why would you even want that? I mean, why would you even like mention that? It's just it, it's just funny that the most qualified, at least American, for this job was Claudio Arena. Yeah. Whoops. You kinda of screwed yourself there, bud. Yeah. But yeah, Ernst sticking around, uh, now making trades in MLS, which is fascinating. Um, Chuck, you talked to him, though. Yeah, he um he actually did talk about um even specifically that yesterday, um, and just like about how like the quality in the league has grown and why essentially that's why because like when he first came here which is insanely five years ago um, that he was focused on the team's academy and what they could get from abroad. But since there's better players in the league, he wouldn't be doing his due diligence if he didn't call other teams and take the players that they aren't valuing. Yeah. I unfortunately didn't get get a chance to um, ask why don't people hang up on him, but <laughs> he's doing pretty well with these um, deals inside the league. Yeah, really. I mean, I think the other thing that you have going for you there, aside from uh, that, is you have a coach in Jim Curtin who's just really good at developing talent and um, bringing folks along who maybe haven't been as good and making them better so mm. you know like not maybe at Carranza I don't I don't know I don't know what Miami saw didn't see was training didn't train other than not really letting him play um mm. but I think like obviously you saw whatever coach or whatever you know the system in Philadelphia made Carranza better last year and that hasn't been the only example of that. So, yeah, and you know, Damian Lowe out of nowhere too. I think is a is a really smart pickup. Um, yeah, I genuinely love that addition. Mm-hmm. 
pretty much any way you look at it, really, just because it's all right, even if you think of it as just we need a guy to play minutes, like that's a really good guy. Or like, you know, if you're if you're cynically thinking of him as this year's like CCL or really in Colin, that's a pretty big upgrade from what that guy was for the team, you know, what, two, three years ago, whenever that was. And I like well he uh kind of a sidetrack on Damian Lowe, I was uh, doing some USL roster research the other day, mm. and his name popped up a couple times uh, for different teams. And I think what I love about that is just uh, having uh, having Brandon Craig and, and Anton Sorensen there as well, and mm-hmm. having a guy like Damian Lowe. Not that Jack Elliott and Jacob Glasses aren't like talking to these guys too. <laughs> But yeah. having Damian Lowe be able to put some more, you know, while those guys are playing, be able to talk through with with Brandon Craig and, and Anton Sorensen, like what's happening on the field and all of that kind of stuff, I think is mm-hmm. a super great yeah, the, addition to their development. Yeah, the Oguchi Onyewu role. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's basically good. what he did. So, um, predictions for this weekend? Oh, give me a 2-1 Philadelphia Union win. Please. That's it? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's it's still the first game of the season. This was a I'm month in, still, 3-1. I, I mean, I'm going a 3-2 Philadelphia Union win. Because, well, so the thing is, um, I seem to be... A lot higher on Columbus than most uh, because in MLS you really only need two to three really good attackers and then some guys around them and um, they've gotten the good attackers they have a good coach and so the crew are going to score some goals because Caleb Porter is um, a lot of things and a good coach is not one of them, which is why they could never hold leads last season. And they won't hold a lead during this game because they don't have their top keeper. But, but they could. I think they're, this well, year. I just think they're going to hold more yeah, under Wilfred Nancy than they held under Porter. Um, I mean, that's a little Even more. without Pedro Santos. Um, I'll be the optimist. I'll take 3-1 Philly. <laughs> um, I just think the union have too many guys that are like, I need to prove that I'm good, and and they might start doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I do think that um, Joaquin Torres opens his the union mm-hmm. account this weekend. Yeah, Torres Ura Carranza. Well, as uh. Uh, apparently was written in The Athletic uh, today, I think. Uh, a a anonymous executive in this Oh, yes, this. Talking about the union says, the thing is, they're not even that effing good. It kind of hurts for me to pick them. All they do is kick the shit out of you. They're always ready to play. That's great. That's good coaching, all that stuff, but they're just not great. They have a way of doing things, and they're consistent but it's not like the quality is amazing, so it hurts me to pick them, but they've kind of earned it. 
That's just such a like. I love that people, and I get it. Like, you've, <laughs> I, like you've established your whole identity as like a city when it comes to sports. It's like no one likes us. We don't care. But like, that's such a like boilerplate. Like, here's a hot take, but I'm also gonna walk it back. And like, well, you know, they just kicked the shit out of you. But like, you know, they they earned it. Like, I I don't want to vote them for first, but like, but like they they do a really good job. And it's like I don't I don't know like a I don't think that's a real person that said that. There's no fucking way. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was using ChatGPT to. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like ChatGPT, Caleb Porter on his way out or something. Like, and then I just don't think that any like it feels Merritt Paulsony. But that's only because he's the most online executive, and I know nothing about like any of the other executives, unless it's like random C-list celebrity that owns LAFC, who knows like nothing about soccer. Well, but yeah, as like, has anyone told people that good soccer doesn't have to look pretty? No, because um, like that's been the whole. Union MO is that they show up, things happen, and mm-hmm. they win three to nothing. Um, I mean, a lot of times it actually ended up looking pretty damn good near the end of last season mm-hmm. once they finally remembered, oh, yeah, we do have players that can score goals. But, like, winning ugly is the best way to prove that you're actually a good team. Yep. I agree with you, Evan. I think it is like it's so funny to hear somebody like, yeah, it's like, oh, let me say something, but then <laughs> it's turn like the most, on like, it in like two sentences. It's a very like, well, if it's someone checking to make sure they're on the record after every se- or off the record after every sentence, because they know that they're gonna have to see Jim at some point later or Ernst or or, or whatever. And uh, if it gets out that who it was, like Jim or or anyone at the unions, just gonna be like. Come on, man. Like, really? I don't know. I don't know how you even get to the conclusion that. Yeah, I don't. It's not like we have three DPs that you know their name because they all play in the Premier League. Uh, right, you know, yeah. and like we're yeah. going to play this most beautiful soccer. You know, we're going to freaking go out there and be Manchester City every week. You know, that's not that is not the way that this team is going to get things done. But to start out that sentence saying they're not even that good, it's like, okay, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what team you're watching or I don't know what, you know, did you watch like one union game that they lost last year and go, they're not. Your metric of good is wrong. Like, even if you don't think they play good football or good soccer, like whatever. Okay, fine. But, like, Supporter Shield, MLS Cup Final, they've made deep Open Cup runs in the past. They have the the academy everyone would kill for, except for maybe two other franchises. Like, the stadium is good. Like, it's, it's the branding's fine. They didn't have to tweak it eight times in the last two years. Like, it's... 
<laughs> there's no thing you look at the team and you go, well, that's really bad. They should change that. Like everything across the board is at least good. Which also, I I can't believe that like Montreal is doing this again. I know. Insanity. Uh, and like, what was wrong the first time? I mean, the name was kind of stupid, but oh, fine. Chicago yeah, Fire it, is still stupid. Yeah, it's just like out of out of <laughs> things that you need to fix. Like that wasn't close to the number one thing because mm-hmm. the number one thing is the turf at your own goddamn stadium. Yeah. Or results on the pitch. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, if you win, no one cares like. what they call you. You know, and well, they they were good last season, and then decided that they wanted to get rid of everything that made them good and not replace any of it. Um, Like, I don't, I don't know if a single team in the league took a bigger step back from last season or this season than Montreal. Uh, Maybe New York city. I'd still have to go Montreal there. Cause like New York at least has, Guys that concern you. Yeah. 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 Man, it's nice being a union fan, you know. Which it's still so so wild that like we can say that. Yeah. Like it's nice. It's, <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> this, this team has come so far. Mm. And like I feel like we, we say that at the beginning of every season, but it's like truly um we're almost to a point that like we're close to spoiled because yes you just know that like well i mean worst case this team is gonna finish five top two (laughs) three worse three would be bad um in the east and like be in the running for something um really the only reason i think we finished lower than that is is Andre Blake goes down with a torn ACL two games into the season and never plays again. Um, but um, you better be knocking on like all the wood in your house. Like that's not going to happen. No, I'm just I mean, saying, I think... I'm just well, saying, it's I just don't a funny think that now that there's the, uh, now the playoff structure has changed. It's like this team could fuck around for six months and be fine. Yeah, like they yeah, can... no, it it really it really helps teams competing in Concacaf Champions League because mm-hmm. this is exactly why Seattle missed the playoffs yep. last season. Yes, and they probably shouldn't have. I mean, they missed um, it on merit. Obviously, it wasn't like oh, they just you know oh, they were too late. Like the DMV closed. Like yeah, like... but yeah, but just like punishing the first MLS winners of Concacaf Champions League feels right, like. Right. A little wrong, even yeah. if it is fun for bad things to happen to Seattle. Yeah, we remember those open cups. We do. Yeah. So, uh, so based on the conversation we're having, what what do you guys feel like the union need to do this season to be successful? Like what uh... what what's the barometer for success this year? Um, t- 
top two in the East win the Eastern Conference. And I think if you do those things, I think you win okay. MLS Cup. You realize that the second they did you said contradicted the first? Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, like, like once you, so like, like top two season oh, like, playoffs, top, like if we're doing, if we're doing. Two, and then being a rep at MLS Cup again. Yes. Okay. Because I can take my successes in chunks. I don't need it all in one shot. I'm not going to be that. Like, and I mean, I still think the, the Champions League is a little goofy just because you have your Tigres or your, your Club Americas or whatever that are just going to spend hand over fist more money than you are. And so it feels a little weighted towards Liga MIK, um yet, which I, I mean, yeah, that's what it's like being, you know, a mid-major European team. Is that a thing? Against like your your Chelsea's, Real Madrid's, etc. In the Champions League, I'm sure you're always like, well, they get to spend more money. So of course they're going to win. Um, so I'm not too worried about the cup success outside of MLS. Um, it would be cool, obviously, like that'd be nice. Silverware is good. Um, but I think knowing that you have a team and you've brought back the team and you've improved on the team, um, personnel wise that made it to an MLS cup, you can do it again, right? You, You did it before. Just do it again. Um, I mean, Adam, I think, especially after last year, I want a true supporter shield. Um, because, like, I genuinely do value that trophy higher than MLS Cup. I mean, obviously, it's great to win both. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still consider that the real trophy to measure, like, actual success during the season um and also the union learned the hard way um last year how much home field advantage the whole way yeah. the playoffs means um because if that game takes place at Subaru Park it's a different game mm-hmm. um so I think uh, Adam like my measure of success is probably getting the supporter shield, but I would be happy with winning the East if it comes with another trophy. Justin? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, yeah, I like what you're saying there, Chuck, because I feel like the supporter shield shows success over a long period of time. Um. I think like the playoffs are always an interesting thing because you have one bad game in the playoffs and you're out, you know, and it's like, cool. I mean, I get that, that the good teams win games no matter what the situation is, but you're not always going to win. You're not going to go undefeated in this league. There's too much parody in this league to go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, so the supporter shield shows the success over time that you can win a lot of games that you should have, you know, that you you had to fight through, and uh, that shows that you have depth. That shows that you're able to coach through uh, different circumstances and midweek games and blah 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 blah. That you're able to do all of that. So I think the reality for me is uh, playoffs are always going to be an interesting thing because you just you know it, it's um, 
yeah i mean even the final last year it's like <laughs> we the union had that game twice and could have won it and didn't um and so the reality is i think like you can't get too wrapped up in hey we didn't win and lost cup this year when if you come home with the supporter shield it's like no we're truly the best team in the league because we were able to win more games than not and get as many you know get the most points out of the season as anybody else and so i think like that for me is primary thing uh i could as much as i want the trophy i could care less about the trophies you know if you come home if you end up winning you don't win supporter shield but you win you do the double of mls cup and us open cup or something then cool great that's awesome um but i i think the the hard thing is going to be to continue to replicate success right you can't mm-hmm. there is going to be a time when the union have a bad season or a season that doesn't meet our expectations and that doesn't mean that things aren't successful there's just so many things that can go against you in the sport sports in general there's so many things that can go against you uh replicating the same success you've had so i think you know as a as a union fan right now it's like no i mean i'm super enjoying the successes but i also it also comes with this side side note of realism of like at some point this ends uh and that doesn't mean the team wasn't successful for the time that was good it's like how quick can you bounce back though uh and get there so i would like to see i would like to see supporter shield this year a true supporter shield um be able to uh get the most points i think that would be super important for the union but um you would like to see them compete especially in the u.s open cup yeah and i mean i think even going off of like where you're you're going about like where this ends i think there's kind of like two routes realistically um one we've talked about i feel like forever because it comes out literally every transfer window and that's losing kai wagner um because that's just still where this team is right now too important of a player to be able to replace like just about every other position you're just kind of like okay we have someone who can play there i mean even at the 10 now with torres it's like if gazdok misses some time there's someone who can play there and like um matt real can do a job but it is not the same job as guy factor uh the other and it's why i'm like really watching this u.s soccer stuff um very closely is jim Curtin. i like i see what you're saying there but i'm kind of like as much as I I I love Jim, this is not Jim slander at all. Um, but like this organization has produced some successful coaches, and I think the reality is like you look at, um, I think what Cincinnati is not going to be as bad this year as they mm-hmm. they were in the past. Obviously, Brendan went off and did a good enough job to now be sitting on a uh an MLS bench and probably mm-hmm. will not be the second guy on the bench for very long 
Yeah, uh, yeah, fuck you, Ben Olsen. Well, so I mean, what's what's interesting <laughs> is like going going to to that. Um, if Curtin leaves, your first it's call probably among be the top choices to replace him. Yeah, yeah. No, your first call should <gasps> be to Brendan Burke. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! Yes, do that. Oh my god! Wait, no, Jim. Jim, go to the national team. I don't even care anymore. Just do it. There it is. All right, I figured it out. I'm on board. I'm on, I'm on board. Just a second. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold right. on. Fine, but, fine, fine. Whatever. Fine. My my point is just saying, like maybe there we would not be in this bad of a situation if we lost Curtin, as we think. But I also realize what Curtin's done for this team. So. Am I totally secure in that thing that like oh if Curtin leaves we just call Brendan Burke and pull him off of Houston's bench? Uh, I'm no, I'm not sure of that, but um, I wouldn't mind that call happening, you know, if that would be the case. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I mean, and and even with that, it's like it's not that they can't replace Curtin because as long as Tanner is here, I'm confident in them replacing anyone. Um, it's more just that whenever you do have these blips, like there usually is a downturn that comes with them and that could be enough. I mean, probably not now, but in the past it could be enough to cost you a trip to the playoffs. Um, and cause like, even like look at NYCFC last season losing, um, Ronnie Dahlia, like they were bad. Um, and I think we are at least past the point with the union where it's just like, okay, the head coach is gone. It's the assistant's job now. Um, but it's always just something to watch out for. For sure. We don't play this think... year, so it can't happen. <clears throat> Part of it is, I think, uh, um, Part of what I like about what the union have done, and I think what Ernst has even done is, you know, five years ago, four years ago, there was a lot of calls for Curtin's head, uh, you know, and I think like, no, he stuck with him and allowed him to continue to develop with the team uh, and all of that. And I think what that has done was it's gotten the union to a place where I think, you know, if Curtin goes, that is a call that, you know, you could there's a lot of ways you could go with that. I mean, you could, you could go back to Brendan Burke or somebody uh, like that, or there's a chance you could go overseas and find somebody, you know, like it's, I'm not sure that that's even out of reach necessarily. Um, So I think like it is interesting, but I do agree with you that the, the downturns are real. And I think that, that that's what concerns me about a mid season Kai Wagner uh, transfer is like, there will definitely be a blip after that. Uh, if that happens next January, uh, it'll be a little bit easier to deal with because you'll have an off season to kind of figure out who you want and get them in there. And you might start bad, but like we've said, you can now with this playoff structure, you can start bad and still finish fine. Yeah, and that midseason transfer is definitely my biggest concern um, facing this team heading into. 2023. So then let's just play soccer, I guess. 
play soccer. Yeah. MLS regular season starting up. There it is. We're doing it. Also, Paul's too busy playing FIFA to join us. That guy sucks. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, as speaking of FIFA and the union, listen, as much as I hate the guy, that end of an era bail card in uh, FIFA is something yeah, special. It's decent. I can't hate, hate Barrett. Eh. Jesus. <laughs> Wow, Barris, Barris Gale? Yeah, that guy. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't I can't hate him even though um, he caused me to need to sell an LAFC jersey. I don't hate him either. I actually don't. Great. Get out of here. Good pod. Good pod. Uh, at the FTV pod on Thanks, everybody. That's it for another episode of Season 5 of Views from the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at VFTB Pod. Did you enjoy the show and want to show your support? There are two ways. You can head to DesignTree at dsgntree.com slash VFTB for our latest merch. Or... Buy Sabir at ko-fi.com slash Pod. Thanks for listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.